Opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care. With two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online too at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 13th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Cavalli. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing on this? Well, it looks like a beautiful Thursday out. It is a beautiful Thursday out, and there was this huge bunny in the parking lot. This I know. I thought it was a cat when you were showing me the <laughs> pictures of it. If, if I was someone who hunted bunnies, I'd be like that. That one right there. Can you do a... Uh, who's the... who's the Oh, the Looney Tunes character that... Hugs Bunny? Them? No, that hunts the rabbits. Oh, Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Fudd. Can you do an Elmer Fudd accent? Uh, Waskowy Wabbit. <laughs> there. I, I can't believe you did. I wouldn't have done that on I can't air. believe you got me to do that. <laughs> I know, I I've been tricked. Get us out of this spiral. <laughs> well, anyway. Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles joins us via phone. Can you do an Elmer Fudd? You rascal rabbit. <laughs> ah, see, his is better than that mine. That was a pretty good one. That Dang was it. a good one. <laughs> well, how you doing, Mayor? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So, um, uh, before we get to anything, I know I know Jordan's going to have questions about Frog Hollow and all that, but I wanted to ask a couple things because I think the last time we talked to you, it hadn't been revealed yet that Martinsburg's assistant manager, assistant city manager, um, Mark Baldwin, is going to be retiring in October. So, uh, talk about that a little bit and the search for his replacement. Yeah, well, Mark Mark Baldwin's has uh, has uh, served the the city of Martinsburg for over 25 years. Done a wonderful job, and, and uh, he has made a decision to to retire. Which is, uh, you know, uh, I know that he has a, a new grandchild uh, and all that to be able to spend more time with his family. That'll do it. Yeah. Yep. And the the, the search for that has started. Uh, we we will do a, an internal posting, which we did to to see. Uh, if anybody internally has any interest to, of of taking over or being applying for that position at that time we'll we uh when I say we myself and council will interview those prospects and decide whether or not we would uh continue to look further uh outside of uh, the uh, uh the the people that have applied to the city uh or um go outside to uh, put it nationally or, or regionally. Well, I mean, it's a pretty important position uh, that you're trying to fill there uh, with Mark, and he's done it for so long, like you said, that he made it look easy there towards mm-hmm. the end of things. So it's a pretty important position that you and council are looking to fill. Well, it sure is. You know, keep in mind that the city manager runs the day-to-day operations of the city, and you know, all of the uh, part department heads uh, report to to the city manager. So it's very important that we. You know, we do our due diligence that we uh, interview all the right candidates and then uh, make the right decision moving forward. Our guest this morning is Martinsburg uh, Mayor Kevin Knowles. So we frequently have on the state attorney general, Patrick Morrissey. And, of course, he's been making a lot of announcements about opioid uh, settlement money. And uh, a structure is in place. Uh, Now they're trying to uh, 
get a group together who will kind of oversee that funding. So as all of this, is, the picture is becoming clearer, uh, is the city moving towards uh, getting groups together to kind of figure out how that money will be allocated and, and what that money is going to look like? Well, you know, the, the uh, Attorney General, uh, they're putting together what they call the First Foundation, which there was a meeting yesterday at the county council, county commission chambers of all the entities involved, which was involved uh, Region 2, which were, eight, I believe, six or eight uh, different counties to be able to uh, um, put forward their nomination or their suggested nomination for those, for that one position that would be represented on that uh, first foundation board. Uh, so they did, they did have the process. There was a, a popular vote and then there was a, a shared vote, which is um, the county commission uh, because of uh, what uh, the, because of the, the distribution of the funding they they got 45% share of the vote. So all they needed was uh, another five or 6% to push them over the 50% to, to uh, uh, nominate the people that they wanted here locally. And is that something that would bring more influence, like depending on who it is? Is that an important position then? I guess I'm kind of asking a silly question, but but it is an important nomination, right? Well, sure. I mean, you're going you're to have six of those regional um, individuals nominated by their local region, and then you're going to have five that are being appointed by the governor himself. So you'll have a, a, a council of 11 with an executive director to take in those kind of applications to see uh, which one would be deemed as the most important to distribute funding to in different areas, not only here in Region 2, but throughout the state. Do we have a clear picture of how much that's going to be yet, or is that still settling out? Uh, there is no, there is no clear picture. There's, a, there's a, a lot of money we're talking about, and uh, uh, there is not uh, in, in that first foundation. I, I don't know the, the, uh, the, the final number. Ballpark millions. Oh well, yes, millions for Ooh, sure. Well, we the, like that. Ballpark millions for our region or for the city? Uh, I would say region. Okay. Well, hey. fair, that's fair enough. I, I'm asking as much as I can ask and getting <laughs> as much as I can. Uh, the mayor, Kevin Knowles, of uh, the city of Martinsburg. So I appreciate you playing ball with us. Yeah, that's okay. You know what? I can hit a curve bar. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, that, that was my problem. That's why my, uh, my MLB career didn't get past my <laughs> junior year of college. But again, we are speaking with Martinsburg uh, Mayor Kevin Knowles, and you've been all over the place with ribbon cuttings, it seems like, every week. I saw you over at CEC about a few weeks ago. You go over on the Martinsburg City Hall Facebook page. You can see all the pictures. But most recently, this past weekend, you had the ribbon cutting uh, for the Frog Hollow Trail Spur. So, how, I mean, that's such a cool uh, starting point, I can, I think you can say, uh, for, you know, this, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, the trail system. Yeah, trail system around the area. Well, uh, that and being that's probably one of your favorite because we've, yeah. we've talked about that for over the last year. I mean, it, it's something that, you know, we had some uh, community input brought into that, and, and it's a mile-length uh, trail at this point that's completed. Uh, of course, again, we're going to be continuing that trail on to come up with a complex trail system that eventually is going to go from the city of Martinsburg to the city of Charleston. 
Man, that would be uh, incredible to have that, you know, walking, biking, accessible trail there that connects the two, you know, bigger, uh, biggest cities in the panhandle. So I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty cool starting point here. And it's in a great area. I was walking it um, yesterday, actually, with the dog. And you don't even feel like you're in downtown Martinsburg, especially once you get there under uh, Faulkner Park and the bottom of the hill. And there's like caves and stuff in the rock walls and things. It's pretty neat. Did you go into the cave? I did not. I was terrified, uh, so I did not go into the cave. Have you been in the cave? You know what? I, I, I walked it the other day, and I looked over. I said, that looks like a, a cave there. No, I, I have not. I don't know if there's any significance to that or mm-hmm. not, but that's something that you know, we're going to take a look at. You're the mayor. You could be like, I'd like to see the cave, please. Yeah, it's your cave, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of, I, I saw you uh, at Pinnell's uh, one day. I can't remember what day it was, but I, I think I'd just seen you out at the the uh, big monument companies, mm-hmm. Kilburn Mill, uh, you know, construction, reconstruction site. Uh, any insight on that? Have they given you a tour yet? Any updates? Yes. Uh, you know, I've, I've had uh, several tours, and if you could see the, the windows are going in, it's, well, it's phenomenal to be able to walk through there from the start when they purchased it and to where they're at today. Uh, I mean, you, you got you got walls up. You have uh, all the wiring going up, the, all the infrastructure in there. Now you're starting to see windows being placed in. Uh, so, yeah, they're moving along quite quite well. Uh, you know, I believe they're still on track to to have that first phase done by sometime this 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 time next year, hopefully. Uh, but again, uh, there's always problems along the way when you're talking about big projects like that. So. Uh, we're, we keep a close eye on it. We work very closely with them, and they work very well with uh, with all our different departments within the city. I'm going to put you on the spot, too. What's your go-to at Pinnell's? <laughs> my go-to at Pinnell's? Well, you know, that, that's hard to say because when you put a buffet in front of me, my go-to is everything that's on it. <laughs> I tell you, when they put that lime, the lima beans, like the succotash out, oh, they I'm got out. me. I no, love thanks. the sides. And and my husband <laughs> loves it when I bring home the, the ribs. I'll just bring there home, like... A big bunch of ribs for him. You know, I haven't been there yet. Well, I hear I've the, heard about the pizza. The pizza is legend, right? Because that's... oh, I, I I haven't had the pizza. Now I was there because I'm I'm having a uh, my uh, geezer bash two at my house. Geezer oh, and what's you can't tell us the number, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm turning <laughs> sixty five and. And my brother's turning seventy, and they're going to be catering the event. Ah, congratulations! That is awesome. Yeah, yeah so we're going to have a big bash. Well, again, we're speaking with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles. Before we let you go, anything else uh, on the in the works and the pipeline for the city of Martinsburg in the area this coming rest of the year or in the future? Well, you know, we we've had, of course, uh, you know, we've talked about Lambert Park as far as what what's going to happen there and what's, what 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 are the plans moving forward. You know, Lambert Lambert Pool, of course, is unfortunately not open right now, and it, it doesn't look good. That, that uh, I don't think it's going to open at all this year, but. You know, we've been in contact and working with the uh, Department of uh, Parks and Recreation to, to come up with what other options would it be, whether it be a pool or something else to put out there. And and uh, we're going to start moving that forward a little bit quicker and faster because we want to make sure that the residents on the north side are, are taken, well taken care of so that uh, uh, we have a plan in place for them to understand and, and, and to be able to move forward. Well, it's certainly been a, a busy, well, Two years, I guess you could say, but a busy summer uh, for you in the city of Martinsburg and a lot of great things happening. And what do you always say? Keep your eyes and ears open. What's your, what's your thing? 
<laughs> keep your eyes and ears open. Martinsburg's moving forward real quick, real fast. That's right. It certainly is. And, uh, well, again, Martinsburg, Kevin no- Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles, thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And that's Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles joining us on the line. And I tell you what, there has been a significant amount of things happening around Martinsburg in the mm-hmm. last you know two years and it's been pretty it's inc- incredible to see how quick it's all happened okay so I don't consider myself a politically ambitious person but like being the mayor to get the access to say you know yeah I'd like to tour the mill property I know that's really cool hey, I mean I don't know I don't ask. know that I don't know that he's doing that like they might be just inviting him but but you could just be like I think I'd like to to do all the ribbon cuttings yeah. I think I'd like to you know have access to the cave you know <laughs> walk the dog and I see it Saw that cave, and I've been just bombarded, and uh, I've given into it on YouTube with all these caving videos and stuff. Mm. Oh, people so now you got the cave. So I got a little bit the of the itch, but I feel like I'm a little too big to be a uh, spelunker. I think is the appropriate word, um, or caver, whatever you want to say. And I was looking at it, and had the dog with me, and we walked kind of halfway to it. I'm looking in, I'm like, uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think, but I, I'm think I, I think most of the most caving that I've been in, you, you know, you can tell pretty well. If you're in an area that's too small for you. Yeah. So then you could just back out. You know, right. it's fun to just go in. I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe one of these days I'll uh, maybe pop could, in there and yeah, see Yeah, maybe the on. mayor could take you on a tour. <laughs> Got to put a plaque in front of me. That could be the mayor's lair. For his 65th. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he's yeah. having his party in there. Maybe Pinnell's could cater there. Yeah, just put a buffet inside the, in the, inside the cave. It was kind of a, a, a political thing. That he, like, I'm like, what's your favorite? else and he he didn't commit all of it say i have never been and it's down in inwood huh. right it's well it's on the way to inwood yeah 11. it's in pike side yeah so so yeah they got this like deli cabinet like buffet with hot stuff hmm. and you can get mashed potatoes Ooh. and turkey and gravy it depends on the day usually they have meatloaf usually they have ribs now, i know the pizza's good because that's all susan talks about see, she I says that's her favorite pizza. pizza she says it's her favorite pizza so, ever Anyway, but yeah, and then to top all that off, they got all these pies and cakes and fudge and candy. And, mm. Yeah. It's too early to be talking about fudge and candy. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, if you missed any of our conversation with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today, but we got to get to our first break. We'll be back with a little bit of a news recap, and then uh, at the bottom of the hour, get ready for U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito to join the show right here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Appreciate the mayor, Kevin Knowles, for joining the show in that uh, first segment. Talk about all the things that are uh, upcoming and happening around Martinsburg. Like you said, keep your eyes and ears open because martinsburg's moving forward and it certainly is so if you missed any of that conversation with the mayor you can listen back to it a little bit later on today and before uh, we get to talking to shelly moore capito at the bottom of the hour we got enough time for a news roundup okay so we we get updates from the uh prosecuting attorney u.s attorney's office bill elenfeld's office sends them and there's a case that will be prosecuted through martinsburg of a woman from jersey city new jersey who apparently was able to siphon off the proceeds from a Hampshire County real estate sale. The sale was $330,000. And uh, she was able to siphon that out into her her own account. She had nothing to do with the transaction. 
And before they the fraud was caught, well, thank God, you know, the fraud was caught. She'd already spent $30,000 on... Yeah, she had a... Uh, she decided to go on a little bit of a shopping spree. She got Louis Vuitton handbag, a laptop, some furniture. She got a uh, used luxury car so she's thinking a little bit uh, yeah, a little financially yeah, responsible with other frugal, people's you know money yeah, with other people's money so here's the thing okay so you're you're selling a home mm-hmm. or you're selling a property three hundred thirty thousand dollars, and the expectation is that that money's going to be put in like the the um real estate attorneys are going to put that money into an account that's going to uh pay your lender mm-hmm. you know whatever your mortgage company is and and then you can you know move on with your life <clears throat> The money got siphoned off into this woman, this random lady from Jersey City, New Jersey. And then she's before it gets caught, she's, as you said, going on a shopping spree. Right. I I sent a note to the U.S. Attorney's Office. I haven't heard back from them because I'm sure they're pretty busy, too busy. Imagine. Like, really. <laughs> yeah, anyway, imagine. but I, I'm like, how does this happen? How does this happen? I, I'm just gobsmacked. Yeah, I can't. How does that happen? Don't know. Like, it, you know, Hampshire County. Yeah. Jersey City. How well, does this happen? Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe she had some inside intel or something or knew something going on or maybe just a little text To Hampshire savvy. County. I don't know. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, also, uh, last week we had uh, Larry uh, Delegate Larry Kump on, the 94th District Delegate Larry Kump. And um, he had some ideas, uh, you know, some things that he's been concerned about. And uh, I, I don't know what cuts we have there, but you can that away so uh, he one of the things he really wanted to talk about was the welcome centers uh here in the panhandle because as we know there's a lot of people driving up and down 81 and coming into the area and the welcome centers are a majority of people's first and maybe only kind of idea of west virginia so he talked about some of the uh you know that and a couple other depressing needs as well a big issue in the eastern panhandle and something i've been harping on for years and years and years we've got to fix route nine this is you're talking about billions okay, of dollars. This, okay. ideally we need a four-lane highway in Route 9 between Martinsburg and Berkeley Springs. We desperately need a bypass around, around Hedgesville. There's three or four options that the Highway Department did do a study on, uh, and they we're looking at that, but we've got to get the funding. Then, of course, he also goes on to talk about those welcome centers on 81. But on the rest centers, it was brought to our attention about a month or so ago uh, just by some rank and file people and say, good grief, you know, what's going on with the rest centers? You know, you stop there, you come in here from out of, out of state, and there's nobody there. People come from out of state, they're coming here, they spend money, and they're stopping the rest up, and they're locked up. The first impression they get, we already have volunteers that are willing to help out and do this stuff. So if you want to listen back to that whole conversation we had with 94th District Delegate Larry Kump, you can listen back uh, to that episode over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. And then, you know, we get, we also get uh, news from Hagerstown, it's right across the border. Some of the, what they do affects us. But there was a very interesting story about um, a call that went out to HPD. Uh, a man was kind of running in and out, of, threatening mm. to run in front of traffic on the dual highway. And one officer was the first on scene and responded, putting himself at great risk, great harm, um, and was able to pull the man to safety and get him to, to um, the proper mental health help um, but HPD credits, of course, the officer, but also a tractor trailer driver um, moved his truck into the lane where the where the officer was trying to help the man. Yeah, they said, uh, in addition, an unknown tractor trailer driver stopped his truck in the lane closest to Officer Biden and the man struggling in order to slow traffic. Now, officer Biden had to uh, uh, react on his own and there was no time to wait for backup while other HPD officers and Washington County Sheriff's Office deputies uh, were en route to assist. So. Yeah. Man. That's a busy road. 
Oh, yeah. I mean... No one's looking for someone to be running. The highway is scary yeah. when it comes to that. Because, I mean, people, you got to cross, you got to cross, mm-hmm. right? At some point, it's a big highway, dual lane highway. The dual but this highway. guy's purposely trying right. to intersect right. himself with. And like you said, I mean, you don't see, it's hard. To, there's a lot of sections of dual highway, especially once you get out of downtown Hagerstown proper. It's pretty dark in those mm-hmm. stretches. So, I mean, when I was in high school, we had a, uh, my senior year of high school, we had a girl uh, pass away because she got hit by a car crossing dual highway so it's a dangerous little stretch of road and thankfully we had the uh, hpd or they had the hpd mm-hmm. and that uh, unknown tractor trailer driver there Amazing. at the right time to uh, help things out good on them absolutely and we'll hit this uh, bottom of our break when we come back we'll be chatting with senator shelly moore capito here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network taking local stories and sharing them with the four state this is panhandle live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchable Building. Jordan Nice Warner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, our next guest is joining us on the line. That's right. Happy to have U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito on with us. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. How are you doing? We're good. good. How are you doing? You know, it's uh, bright, sunny, and muggy here <laughs> in Washington, but I'm doing fine. Oh, yeah. So the air quality alerts, we'll talk about that a little yeah. later on in the show. However, um, the uh, the temperature in the political temperature is ramping up ahead of the uh, elections next year. And uh, one of the things that uh, President Biden has been talking about is Bidenomics. And you gave a floor speech about that. Talk about your perspective. I did. I mean, I d- I'm not exactly sure what the president means by, by- Bidenomics, but uh, I, I think by, if we look at the statistics that have come forward, the, the raise in uh, grocery prices, gasoline, fuel, energy, rental, all up in the double digits over the last uh, two years, two and a half years since the president has taken, um, has taken office. I mean, to me, Bidenomics means getting less and spending more. I think people are uh, – West Virginians uh, are paying an extra $700 this year for the same things that they paid for last year. That's per month. So uh, I think Bidenomics uh, has not given us the confidence or the uh, results that uh, the president's touting. So I see it through a different lens, and I talked about that yesterday. So another thing that has happened, um, you know, made big news for West Virginia is we got a, a large piece of the pie of the broadband expansion money, the federal money. And I know it's always a little, um, you know, it's, it's trepidatious to talk about federal money coming in because we know that those are taxpayer dollars and uh, you get a little heat sometimes about uh, some of the compromise votes. But uh, the bottom line is a lot of money is coming to West Virginia for broadband expansion, talk about that. Well, this is a, as a, a result of the infrastructure package that I worked on. I mean, also this is the roads, the water projects, the capping of the wells, the uh, a lot of what we see uh, modernizing our airports. The, this is the big infrastructure package that I uh, began the negotiations with the president and then followed through. And so broadband was one of the pieces that was absolutely critical in this. We have a digital divide in this country, and rural America, our areas, uh, certainly the eastern panhandle has great service in some areas and no service or very under uh, uh, underserved areas uh, all across uh, the state and, and, and in the eastern panhandle. And as you get into the more rural America – 
what happens is you the, uh, you can't connect for your kids to get schoolwork. You can't connect for your telehealth. You can't connect for, to remote work. We're not going to be able to attract younger people to our state if we don't have good connectivity. So this $1.2 billion is uh, an investment to get that connectivity to the last home, the last locality. And, and so I'm extremely excited about it. My Capito Connect plan that I've talked about for years now is, uh, I think, finally going to see that last house connected. Now, do we have a timeline? Can people here in the state, you know, put a circle, a, a date on the calendar when this could potentially start to be rolling out or when they could potentially start to be getting that broadband service? Yeah, Jordan, that's a good question. And uh, it is a five-year plan, but I don't think it's going to take near that long. And here's why. The the governor is uh, governor Justice set up a very effective program during COVID when we realized we had so many pockets of unserved areas. And, and so uh, a lot of federal COVID dollars were going into that to try to get kids more connected or telehealth more connected. So we have an established program in West Virginia. We have a plan. We have a broadband enhancement council, and we're going to be meeting in Charleston tomorrow with the head of this whole national program. He's coming to West Virginia with me tomorrow morning, and we're going to you know, put the pen to the paper here to see how quickly uh, we can uh, get this up and running, but also uh, how quickly we can disperse the funds. The funds will come through the state. They will go to the Internet service providers who, so, you know, I'll say bid. I'm not sure that's a correct term, but bid on uh, delivering service to certain homes and businesses. So I would say we're going to see a lot of action in the next 18 months. And we also have ongoing projects that are still being developed uh, from previous funding sources. And is it baked into the process to try to get the most dependable uh, coverage providers? Well, there's minimum standards, and and you know you can, so you can't just come in and have uh, you know poor service so that if somebody's you can't stream and somebody can't do their homework at the same time. So you know there there are minimum standards that the FCC has set. And this will meet the minimum standards, but I think in a lot of uh, instances, uh, what's delivered will far exceed what a minimum standard is. I mean, there's gig communities all over the place, and uh, I think that's what you're going to see because the technology has advanced so much. Well, speaking of gigs, uh, we had Jill Upson on from the Herbert Henderson Office of Minority Affairs, and one of the things that she has uh, really been active in is making sure that when these uh, broadband jobs come into the state that they – are actually helping employ folks in the communities they're serving. And is that part of the conversation you guys will be having this week? Well, I think certainly, you know, there's going to be a a lot more jobs because it's, you know, construction jobs and technology jobs and sales jobs and everything connected with this. So um, I'm sure there will be an employment uh, growth here around the growth of broadband. Uh, And and I'm sure our West Virginia... uh, Workers are going to be anxious to uh, participate, and, and I'm with Jill. Uh, I want them all to be West Virginians. Again, we're speaking with U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, and I guess I should I should say U.S. Senator and Captain Shelley Moore Capito of the congressional softball game yesterday versus uh, the press corps. Now, I was looking through some of the uh, the stats and things and the records, and it looks like— Why are you bringing that up? Well, you know, you got to. I'm a stats guy, Marcia, and it looks like the press corps— has had y'all's numbers a couple years in a row now. So how'd the game go last night? It was hot outside, too. It was hot outside. Uh, We play against the press. We play for a really good cause, the 
Young Survival Coalition, is, which is for young survivors and diagnosed uh, mostly women but men as well of uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and so we raised over almost $600,000, and uh, we've played – this was our 15th year. So the Republicans and the Democrat women, we play on the same team, and we play against the press because um, – we can all we all want to beat up on the press and they want to beat up on us. <laughs> but um, the problem is the press is a lot younger than we are. <laughs> and so they traditionally beat us. We won last year, but they took us to the uh, to the woodshed last oh, night. I mean, no. at one point they were ahead 15 to nothing. Oh, uh, we ouch. did get a little run there and I think scored seven or eight runs. But uh, it was fun and, uh, you know, all in good fun. Seven innings. We had a protest. Uh, so we, we feel like we've hit the big time. We had a, a climate protest oh, there you in, the go. The, in the first inning. So that, that lasted about 20 minutes. That was sort of interesting to watch. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> well, I was looking through your Facebook page, and there's some great pictures there. It looked like you had a great crowd, and you had a pretty good supporting, uh, well, it looked like a whole section of the stand, say, with Team Capito shirts on and things. That's got to be nice. Yeah, the West Virginia uh, office came out, and uh, we had a, we had they had a big we had a big crowd for Team Capito. My granddaughter and son were there, so that was fun, and uh, it, it was just a lot of fun. Well, how'd you play? How'd you do personally? Well, I actually had one of my better games today. Uh, they voted me MVP. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I am the oldest one by not a, by a lot. <laughs> And uh, but I play over on third base, so there was a lot of action over there last night. And I had some, I had a couple good hits too, so that's good. You know, awesome. I I think it's it's remarkable. And and you said you know you're the oldest player, but I you know you you do <laughs> you stay in shape, you run, I try. and um and that's got to be a huge inspiration for for the kids coming up in West Virginia. Well, you know, Marsha, I have my program that I do with the the girls, my West Virginia girls rise up and the the physical fitness wellness portion of it. There's three kind of stools to it: education, physical fitness, and wellness, and then self confidence, which uh, I, every parent out there knows that's that's the hardest one to be constant on. But this uh, wellness portion is important to me because you know, healthy body, healthy mind, and uh, so I, I've always been very active so last night was i was a little sore this morning i'll have to say that <laughs> i guarantee it i'm sure that was a a hard-fought contest that is it for was. sure it was fun well we're chatting with u.s senator shelly moore capito and before we let you go we talked about a lot here in these few minutes but is there anything else you want the uh the fine folks of west virginia to know about well you know we're doing appropriations here we're also looking at the farm bill and other things that are impactful to the to the whole state but particularly eastern panhandle uh, and then we're moving forward with the infrastructure. I know that uh, you know there's some congestion issues in the Eastern Panhandle, so we're always working on those. But I just uh, it's always great to visit out there. It's always great to talk with you all. Absolutely. Well, U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito and Captain Shelley Moore Capito, <laughs> thank yes. you for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right, you guys have a good weekend. You Bye-bye. as well. And that's uh, U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito joining the line. She's always so upbeat, energetic about all that, and I would be uh, a lot more lethargic sounding after that a uh, game like that last playing night. in the heat like that actually mm-hmm. just playing softball okay <laughs> ideal situation ideal climate I, right. yeah, that would end me hmm. <laughs> well she's certainly doing a lot and uh i think she is a great represent representative uh for the state of west virginia especially with uh, how much she's trying to get you know money back into the state get uh you know uh, internet access which is such a big deal nowadays so thanks to shelly moore to u.s senator shelly moore capito for joining us this morning and captain yeah <laughs>
and captain and captain. Now it's interesting. I uh, still haven't seen an You'll official haven't seen an official score from the game yet. She said that uh, the press won pretty handedly, but uh, still quite haven't seen a score. Now looking back, I mean, there's been some big uh, some big point differentials in 2009. Well, she said they were leading by 15. The, <laughs> the press was leading by 15. In 2009, the press won 14 to eight. Press mm-hmm. won 13 to seven. That's not, a couple that, of good that's games in there. 13 to 10 back in 2012. That's close. But then last year, uh, the lawmakers won six to five. So. Pretty cool, and I've, I think I'm pretty sure I've heard. Do they do a baseball game too? I'm pretty sure they do that. I think yeah. I've seen the baseball game before, but I haven't ever uh, really noticed the softball game. But that's neat. You get to see, uh, you know, the the lawmakers as not lawmakers. See them as you it's know. It's a bipartisan effort, as right. she mentioned. Right, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure lawmakers want to give it to the press corps a little bit for all the yeah. All the How do you think she'd stack? Well, we, I guess she can play against both of us in a softball game, but why not? Because you're not. Isn't it like ladies only for softball? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's like true. You can put a wig on you. You're the be tallest there. girl there. <laughs> well, again, if you missed any of our conversation with U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, he listened back to that a little bit later on, but we'll get to this final break. We'll come back and start to wrap things up on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Icewinter. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, we got things started with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles. And then just recently, or right before this last break, we spoke with U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito. So a lot of uh, pertinent information float around Panhandle Live today. So if you missed any of it, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And uh, during that break, Marsha, I was scrolling around and I start, started seeing the Powerball was trending on a couple of different social mm-hmm. media pages, so I had to look into it. Apparently, I didn't realize this, but there were no winners in the drawing last night. So the Powerball jackpot is up to $875 million. Yeah, it's been bigger. Yeah, it has been. But now's about the time. <laughs> now's about the time when I, I think it's uh it's it's big enough that I can invest. It doesn't in. even yeah. seem real. Eight hundred and seventy five like million someone, dollars. Like that's some state's budgets, right? Like that's a huge amount. Well, the but numbers it's incomprehensible. Yeah, the numbers from yesterday's drawing: 23, 35, 45, 66, and sixty-seven. So I hope you don't have those numbers out there, so I can get involved in this eight hundred seventy-five million well, no one dollar hit, Powerball. Right? Like no one hit. Right, right. So oh well, so, yeah, I guess they know that they have all the numbers. Yeah, stuff, no one so hit, so that's why it's yeah. it's so ungangly. Yeah, there were no jackpot huge. winners, but there were match five one hundred or one hundred. Match five million dollar winners in Florida and Indiana, but there were no match five plus uh, power play, which is a two million dollar winner. So, like you're okay, <clears throat> I don't play, but mm-hmm. like you're one one number off, and it just drops from. Well, that's what the Powerball hundreds is. of hundreds yeah. of millions of yeah. dollars down to like uh, a paltry, measly yeah, one million. One million. Well, All right, so what's the first thing you'd do if you hit, like, and even if it was just you and five people also winning it at the same time, like, it would be a, a an obscene amount of money. What's the first thing you would do? I have no idea. Pay off everything that I need to pay off? Well, I mean, but, like, would you put it in a lockbox? Would you, oh. like, call your mama? I'd want to, <laughs> one thing I'd really want it to, I'd want it to go into my bank account so I could see what that looked like in 
actuality. Because mm-hmm. uh, my bank account would go from like what, twenty dollars to eight hundred ninety dollars, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like just standing at the bank, just, to just see show, what that looks show like. You know, yeah, I just want to see it. I just mm-hmm. want to see it, and then I don't know. I'd probably. To be quite honest, I wouldn't have time to spend the money once I figured out that I won because I'd probably have a heart attack and then, you know, oh, that be would, done. That would so. be unfortunate. <laughs> it would be unfortunate. But I don't know. What would you do? What would you do I, with the money? I don't know. I, I don't think about it much, but I'd try to do something good with it, you yeah. know. And, of course, and of obviously, <laughs> obviously so take care of my family and, yep. and probably invest in a home in a beautiful, like, Caribbean uh, island. You're going to the, Car- the Caribbean, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Yeah, snorkel all day. Well, what would you do out there? Text us 304-263-4321 if you ended up winning the $875 million Powerball jackpot, which is up for grabs right now. But uh, while you're making your way to buy that Powerball ticket, Marsha, you might notice that the air quality is a little cruddy. So in some portions of our listening area, especially if you go at, like towards Baltimore, apparently um, the air quality is questionable, generally acceptable for most individuals. But if you're in a sensitive group, you know, we talk about that all the time, folks with lung issues or heart issues or small children or, or the elderly, um, you limit your time outdoors. And I thought this was interesting, part of our news prep this morning, the uh, Maryland uh, Motor Vehicle Administration suggests that on days like this, you run your AC on recirculate. Yeah, in their car? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because it saves your uh, it saves your engine, saves you from burning out your AC. Oh, okay. Because it takes the air instead of the... Uh, I just saw something about this last week. That's why I'm going to sound like I know what I'm you, talking you about. You sound like a vehicle, <laughs> an auto expert right <laughs> I now. I know. But, Do tell. Uh, so if you don't have the circulator on, right, then the car is constantly pulling hot air from outside. Hot, dusty, nasty air. Right, and having to circulate it and do, you know, and whatever, whatever the air condition does, condition the air. Mm-hmm. But if you have it on the circulate, then it's not pulling as much of that air from outside and it's just keeping it in the car so your car gets cooler faster and it's less uh, stress on your AC. Brilliant. There you go. So, of course, um, the temperature is ramping up and um, because of that, I think I, I heard that there might be like a low sneaking in alongside, so it might make some of the weather a little unsettled. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this National Weather Service Baltimore says... There is a hazardous warning outlook, hazardous weather outlook today and tonight. Isolated severe thunderstorms possible from late afternoon into tonight, mainly along and west of I-81. Damaging wind gusts will be the primary threat. However, large hail and a brief tornado. Just a brief one. (laughs) Cannot be ruled out. Isolated incidences of flooding are possible this evening into tonight across, I think they're just covering their bases. Oh, yeah. Across the Shenandoah Valley and Central Virginia. So uh, it could be anything. Yeah, I'm looking here and it seems like the uh, chance of storm and storms and rains will start to increase a little bit around 9 p.m. tonight. And then it's saying all day Friday, all day Saturday. Oh, I like uh, that. Rain and thunderstorms. But Sunday, part of the class guys in 88. So that works. I looked like the quintessential old lady gardener yesterday because I talked to my husband. He's like, I'm a little worried about the garden. So I went out there and for several minutes soaked everything. There you go. Had my little broad brimmed hat, my little pink gloves on. Right. um, Maybe if the rain comes, I won't have to do that again. There you go. It was quite the spectacle, though. Well, you can always get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. You can uh, send us a message on Facebook. And uh, with just a few minutes left here, Marcia, uh, let's go into kind of a Friday type of segment on a Thursday. So I've been seeing around the, um, should I say tattoo world? I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of people getting these tattoos with these song sound waves mm-hmm. on them where you can scan it with your phone, like through Spotify or whatever. Wait, you can, so you can go on Spotify and 
scan, scan in this scan tat. The tattoo. Yeah, you can scan the tattoo. It's a waveform. It looks like what we see all the time right. on the products, like when we're editing sound. Right. So uh, with that being said, when you scan it, then the song will start playing. So what do you think? I won't make you pick one song, but what songs would you be willing to get tattooed on you forever? Okay. Play so once you scan it. I'm not a tat girl. Here, but, I'll pull it up too while we do it. But however... If this is going to be something I'm going to have in into my 80s or 90s, presumably, okay. I'm getting Amazing Grace. Yeah. Amazing Grace. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, okay. It, okay, let's say I put, uh, you know. Which one? By who? My, if I put, like, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, <laughs> and then my grandkids, great-grandkids are like, oh, look, what's, what's Mammy got on her on her arm there? You know, I, I don't think that's going to hit right in my 90s. <laughs> but Amazing Grace is going to be, like, everything I need, right? So, would you do the Aretha version? That's gorgeous. That's a long tap, though, because she's got a lot of intro. That is a lot of intro. Yeah, that's going to be down my leg. <laughs> How about you? Oh, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't know what mine oh, come would be. On. So many songs. There are so See, many. That's okay, the problem. is there a song that you'd be like, this one's going to follow me into my old age? Uh, well, it's Something probably. Something by the Smiths? Probably that or. Uh, Hey Ya by Outcast. Oh yeah, that's my my go to karaoke song. I've taken that taken that on the road to a couple different places. Um, so then while the guys are like resuscitating you, like hey, <laughs> yeah. they're just someone scanning it. Like come on, come on, man, uh, gotta come back for this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it might be. It probably would be a Smith song or um. Oh, you gotta think about it. Hmm. I will think about it. Yeah, I'm not this, sure. like it's gotta go it's into your one. old old age. You know, like if I was, if I knew that I was getting it, and I'd be like um, checking out like in the next year or so. I get Tub Thumping. Tub Thump is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I wish I could see my most listened to songs on Spotify. Then that would make it a little bit easier. It might mm-hmm. be something from the Smiths. Maybe a little Steely Dan in there, or maybe something that like really resonated with thirteen-year-old Jordy. Oh gosh, that was everything. Mm-hmm. I was. That's when I was getting into uh, like the super counterculture, like eighties punk rock mm-hmm. and ska music, and I was listening to literally everything. Back so then. You, what you want is someone in the bar scanning your tat and going, "What?" I just need it to be like. <laughs> like explain this. <laughs> I need to be explain a playlist. Yourself. I need to be a link to a playlist. Is what it needs to so be. So you need like, like here's 10, a bunch of them. Ten sound waves. <laughs> like what part of your like? Would you put that down your calf? Hmm. Ten sound waves. I don't know. The top ten. I'll have to think about that. Maybe yeah. I'll uh, I'll give you a, maybe I'll give you an answer tomorrow. Mm. But okay. if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And uh, yeah, it does it for us today. Uh, Dave is still in for yeah, Hoppy, right? He is. So uh, talk line is next. But for Marsha, I'm Jordan. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. This would be a good one. I might do this one. You never know. Might be one on the playlist. But we'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.